Welcome to Real-Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate. Good day, everyone, and welcome to Real-Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors. My name is Jennifer Wiegert, Director of Marketing and Communications. Here with me today is Jorge Rio Padre, Executive Director of Delmar Divine. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me, Jennifer. I appreciate it. So to start us off, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the Delmar Divine projects and how you got started? Sure. Um, so Delmar Divine is the brainchild of Maxine Clark, who's I think much better known as the CEO, former CEO and founder of Build-A-Bear. She and her husband, Bob Fox, are two of the most philanthropic people in the past 20 years in the St. Louis region. And uh, she had seen Cortex. And, and its work in the bio and tech industry and, and thought to herself, why can that not be done for the nonprofit sector? And then on top of that, why can that not be done in one of the most disinvested areas of St. Louis, which is to say North City? Um, and with those thoughts in mind, six years ago, she saw that the former St. Luke's Hospital on Delmar Boulevard uh, had been uh, purchased by the city uh, and that it was now being put up for sale. Uh, so over the course of the last uh, almost five years, she worked at putting together the financing to then buy that building um, and completely renovate uh, at 250,000 of the 500,000 square feet of the campus. The other 250,000 square feet is going to be left for phase two. In phase one, um, she is re redeveloping half of it. Uh, one of the major buildings will become an apartment complex. Um, it's market rate, but on the lower side. So trying to attract that early stage career person. Um, and then the rest of the buildings that are being renovated are, are going to house approximately 30 nonprofit agencies that will have their headquarters there. Uh, again, trying to take that which has worked as a model from Cortex uh, and bringing these nonprofits together so that they can reduce costs and collaborate better together. Because certainly we are in agreement that collaboration is absolutely crucial for the future of nonprofit work. And then we're situating it on the infamous Delmar Divide, which is why Maxine decided to call it the Delmar Divine, trying to really do something meaningful and positive to turn the corner on the last, frankly, 100 years of disinvestment of, of St. Louis North City. Uh, and so um, we're going to do a variety of, of things that, that will impact North St. Louis uh, City. And I'll just mention four things quickly. Uh, one is we're going to have a business incubator that will focus on minority-owned businesses north of Delmar. Um, we're going to have BJC will be having a hiring and career center there so that people who are looking for uh, jobs with BJC, many of which pay at least $15 an hour, instead of having to travel to the gigantic uh, Center for Advanced Medicine ca uh, campus, they'll be able to come to Delmar Divine right there. Uh, so proximity. Plus, um, they'll be able to train for their jobs there. And if they don't get a job with BJC, BJC will provide ancillary services such as resume building uh, and interviewing skills. Um, we have inked a deal with Ameren uh, to create a solar array in our parking lot and the electricity generated by that solar array will feed homes in North City, St. Louis, specifically in the West End neighborhood. And uh, lastly, we are going to have a 7,000 square foot community center any organization working north of Delmar will be able to use that center uh, free of charge. Plus, we will be having programs identified by the community as needed. And the two that we're going to start running here in the, in the late spring are one is for older adults to have older adult enrichment 
uh, while also providing childcare in case those older adults are taking care of grandchildren. And then after school for kids seven to 17 to be able to come to the center uh, and have access to high-speed internet, computers, and tutors. Uh, so all of this uh, is, uh, is a long way of saying uh, that we really think that we've got a project here that's gonna have a meaningful impact uh, for North City and, and because of North City for the region as a whole. Thank you so much. I honestly have to say it's that's a phenomenal project, a wonderful undertaking. As you said, it's a great way to bring more collaborative relationships into our city. And um, I, I think this is just a phenomenal effort. What would you say is the biggest challenge that you're either currently facing or have faced with this project so far? Sure. And it all emanates from COVID. On the financial end, construction costs, both materials and personnel, went up dramatically. I mean, 40%. Um, and, uh, and so what was a fully capitalized project now required a lot more funding because, because of that. And, and of course, there were attendant delays. Uh, and so that, was, that ha was and has continues to be a very difficult situation to navigate. Concurrent with that is, of course, the nonprofit agencies that we have uh, with us in the building, they continue to be affected. Uh, by these these issues, both in terms of their funding streams uh, and in terms of being able to actually have all their personnel in the office. Uh, so those those are um, significant challenges. I do believe we are going to come out on the other side of it, but they have been very difficult to navigate uh, and uh, have made what was already a, a difficult project uh, that much more more difficult. Certainly, we can all understand the complications over the past couple of years with COVID and everything. Keeping those challenges in mind, however, on a more exciting note, where do you see this project going in the next year? Where do you see things coming together and really getting exciting? Sure. Well, you know, I, I think the, the number one thing I'm most excited about as someone who has run nonprofits for uh, more than 15 years now is the idea of, of really creating a social enterprise here where these agencies, instead of the usual kind of turf and competitive you know, terrain for nonprofits, that they really start meaningfully collaborating together. Um, I'm, very, um, I'm very positive about our opportunities for doing that. And in fact, part of the services that we are providing at no additional cost to the tenants is one is capacity building programming, uh, Washington University, uh, in our in partnership with us, will be bringing uh, a lot of their capacity building program that they sell at, at top dollar at the university uh, for free uh, to the uh, the nonprofits. One to just strengthen them individually, but two also to create a platform from which collaboration uh, is, uh, is is enhanced. And then we're going to have a a concierge team. So this team of three people is uh, providing coaching and education, um, and is also going to animate. The group. So we're going to be able to. We're going to curate um, collaborative opportunities. Uh, uh, we're going to be looking at opportunities that we see for the nonprofits to collaborate and try and see if we can't steer them in that direction. Uh, so I think I'm. I think that that has a, a real high probability of making a huge difference, and I'm particularly excited about that. I think that as we get later into this year, and God willing. Uh, we we have the current spike get further under control so that we really can have more physical presence together. I'm excited about what the possibilities are along those lines. 
Wonderful. And again, I have to say, this is such an extraordinary effort, you know, to see these things happening in our city and to have someone like you that is just so excited about these efforts and and the collaborative feeling that that it is exuding. I mean, you could hear it in your voice. It's just, it's wonderful. I would ask, is there anything else that you want to make sure our members know about the Del Mar Divine Project? No, I, I, I just want to reiterate, I think, how important this project is. And I mean, that's, I'm, I come at this bias, obviously, as the ED, but I really do think it's incredibly important. Uh, you know, Greater St. Louis, which, you know, took over for um, the uh, the Chamber of Commerce and other entities that were brought together, uh, now Jason Hall leading that, in their report, they stressed how the financial and economic future of St. Louis, if it leaves North City out, it is going to be a gigantic drag on the entire region. Um, so if for nothing other than self-interest, um, this project is incredibly important. Um, and of course, what I am hoping and what we are already seeing since Delmar Divine officially launched about two years ago, which is to say when construction started, we have seen about 20 some odd other projects north of Delmar Boulevard occur because Delmar Divine by itself is certainly not going to change any, anything significantly enough. It, it's we're in the vanguard of what I hope will be major investment. Uh, and Maxine Clark took the leap of faith, right? That's one of the reasons I'm, uh, I'm so in awe of her. She's the one who took that step. And now we're seeing other investment gravitate towards that. If we, by we, I mean, everybody that's working on us, if we are successful, um, it could really change the course of North City, which I find from a humanistic point of view, very important, but then as well, lift up the entire region economically. So I, I do want everybody to, to, to realize that this is not just a feel-good project as much as that is important, uh, that we're acting in a, in a good way towards our fellow human beings. But this is a true economic development project that will be good for the entire region of St. Louis. I couldn't agree more. Um, I would like to encourage our members to go learn more about this innovative, collaborative, transformative effort in St. Louis. And you can go to their website, delmardivine.com to find out more. Jorge, thank you again for being with us today. It was amazing talking to you. Best luck in the coming months on this project. And we can't wait to hear more about it. Thanks, Jennifer. Truly my pleasure. Thank you. Take care. I'm Danielle Finley, and this is Realtor Party Talk, a brief segment with members like you discussing advocacy issues and the importance of the Realtor Political Action Committee, or RPAC. Joining me today is Scott Haggerty, broker of REMAX Integrity and St. Louis Realtors President 2023. Why is being an RPAC major investor important to you, and why do you invest? You know, for the last several years, I've stepped up my contributions, give back at the major investment level in RPAC, you know, as I see the value now in the investment of that support. I quite honestly did not see the purpose of RPAC years ago. And I thought I would let someone else fight the fight for property rights and let someone else lobby for me as a real estate agent and a broker. What I see now is that I am that person. I am the one of many that can financially support candidates and issues that affect the real estate industry. We need legislators that support our real estate issues, such as no taxes on our commissions from the sale of property, also fighting against taxes on the consumer's sale of their property. Our PAC is doing a good job 
on informing agents on the need to support RPAC so we have a voice advocating for us, which really directly affects our business and our investments of home ownership. So investing in RPAC is really just an extension of me supporting and investing in my own business, which ultimately and directly affects my income. You just listened to Realtor Party Talk. Thank you for listening to Real Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors. Join us next time for more on real estate news, trends, and industry insights. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate.